In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, um, we're going to talk about what is a mandated reporter. You may have heard this term, and it's very specific to most of the time to children, but, but I'm going to talk to you how that plays into adults and when that term may be applicable. And it kind of links into the, the episode we did last episode about talking about suicide and what to do if somebody's suicidal or intending on hurting themselves. So we're going to talk about mandated reporting, what it is, how it works, and what is the process if you end up having to call to get help for a loved one or a friend or a family member. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Hang in there. We will be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What's going on, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. Uh, we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Hey, hey, Dave. Hey, Matt. It's been like forever since I've spoken to you. Yeah, it has. <laughs> like uh, 60 seconds. I know, right? <laughs> no, I, I'm happy you're here. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice Friday evening. Yeah, it's finally stopped. I, I, the Ark took off uh, here in Detroit because it's been raining for six days straight. But you know what? The uh, unicorns are still hanging. Yeah. unicorns are still hanging out in my backyard. Yep. I know. So. I know. It's crazy. Loneliest of all. So that is Matt Fox. Hey guys, how he's are the you? other voice you hear, and we're here in the podcast Detroit Palatial Southfield Studios. <laughs> Thanks for that. Hanging out. Having some fun, having a little bit of a drink. I haven't, um, I haven't hit the bottle have, yet, Matt. You got to take. You got to hit the bottle. <laughs> you want to see that? I do. You got to yeah. see that. All right. So, long story short, people, we only had one cup. Um, we have one bottle with a little bit of whiskey left in it, and mm. only one cup. So, Matt had to go with a bottle. Yep, yeah. I just hit the bottle. And Jamie's going to be disappointed because that's the last of his uh, very old Barton, very old Barton, which I have to replace. Yes. So we'll get him some very new Barton. All right, fair enough. <laughs> you might not like it as much. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What in blazes are you talking about? I have no idea. I know it's crazy. <laughs> we actually totally crazy. Are, real quick. I'm sorry. Yes. To, no, you're good. The uh, the man cave happy hour. Yeah. That's the show that Jamie and I have. Yes, together. absolutely. We interviewed a gentleman from South Florida uh-huh. and they came out with a salted caramel whiskey. Oh, it's only 70 proof. And it's but we try. We always try something neat for the yeah. first time. Yeah. It's called Duke and Dame. Duke and Dame. Duke and Dame. Okay. Um, <laughs> salted caramel whiskey. Okay. It's actually really flipping good. Is it? <laughs> yes, it is. So, so again, I, I'll, I'll go by a frame of reference what other people might have tried. Is it compared to Crown salted caramel? Better. It's okay. better because it's got more of a whiskey feel to it. Okay, that's, on, yes, yes. On the on the palate. Up yes. front, you get the salted caramel, absolutely. Yes. But on your palate, it's, it, it, it. It turns into this whiskey. And you're well, like, see, and that's the thing I, I don't like about a lot of flavored whiskeys. It's too. It's like you don't get the whiskey. You just get right. the syrupy. Right. No. Sweet this thing. you get the whiskey on this, but then you get those notes of like Werther's originals. Oh. Oh boy. I love like, Werther's. Oh yeah. So oh, it's my. it's Duke and Dame salted caramel whiskey. <laughs> so I, I have to give a shout out to my wife because she she'll she'll laugh at this, but 
any like every once in a while we'll be in like Walgreens or CVS or something, and I'll I'll pick up some Werther's, and she's like, "What are you? What's with you? This old man candy? What are you eighty? What are you, old man candy? <laughs> what are you one hundred and twelve? I need my Werther's." <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of my grandmother when she uh, asked if she had any candy and she'd dig into the bottom of her oh, purse yeah, and yeah. pull out a little wrapper of Werther's, man. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Uh, yeah, she, she always say, I, I, I like this old man candy. What do you, who, who does that? I'm like, Werther's are great, man. <laughs> I mean, they, they're awesome. Excellent. So yeah, we're here. Um, let me tell you folks where you can find me. Yes, um, please. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On the website, uh, you can find all kinds of stuff. A couple of things. There's a contact page, and I haven't pushed this in a while, but um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to book up shows for holiday because a lot of companies do like holiday parties mm-hmm. or gatherings, or, or um, you know, um, uh, schools might have some some kind of gatherings or, or assemblies or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, uh, look me up for for a show. Um, uh, I I I don't do a, I saw. Long story short, I run a clinic full time, mm-hmm. which is my full time gig. Yep. I have a buddy, a couple of uh, well, my one good buddy Richard. He he does shows. That's his full time gig. So he's constantly traveling all oh. over the country. Now I travel for shows. Um, so so long story short, I have a limited amount of shows I can do in a year because I I can't leave for weeks to, at a you time. Have a, you have a nine to because five because I'm running an office. Yeah. But, however, I, I travel all over the United States, so if you're interested in booking me for a gig, let me know, because there are limited spaces. I guess that's the point I'm trying to get all to, because right. there's only so many, you know, so many openings I can have mm-hmm. in, a, in a period, and time frame. So, yeah, uh, hit the contact page, send me a message, say you're interested in the show, I will shoot you the information, and, and you can book me up. That would be fantastic. You can find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, which are both Motor City Hypnotist. And on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno. And um, I don't know if anybody's out there. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there are. Some of our listeners are on Snapchat, but I also have a Snapchat. That, you do? Uh, I, I pretty much go talk back and forth to my son on. That's kind okay. of the only thing I use it for, but uh, <laughs> but I'm on there. So look for me there. That's also Motor City Hypno if you're, if you're into Snapchat. Fair enough. Yeah. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Free hypnosis guide is one. And I think I mentioned last episode, because uh, we're recording two together. Mm-hmm. We re- record two in an hour, and then they, they publish separately. Mm-hmm. But I think I said last time I'm going to throw a hypnosis for insomnia recording yeah. into the show notes. So I'll throw that into this one as well. Perfect. Because I know in this sitting, it will be on both sets of show notes. Right, right. Yeah. Um, just in case people are having trouble sleeping and, and that is somewhat connected because I, I, I was, I think I mentioned last episode cause we were talking about, um, you know, people who are experiencing suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. or actions. So long story short, I've had clients in the past who've unfortunately succumbed to that. Uh, but, but I did have one this past week where I had, to, I had to call and get him hospitalized because there's a risk of him hurting himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I was trying to think of where I was going to go with that uh, based on the other, what I was just saying. Totally lost my train of thought, folks. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> You're talking about uh, mandating? Uh, yeah, we're about, doing that. Right? So, and then to go back to... Oh, geez. because because we're yeah. talking about, uh, you know, suicidal thoughts. Gosh, I totally lost it. It's I, all good. I was going somewhere with it, but... I don't know. A, you know what? It's it gone. happens to the best of us. It'll come back. Well, real quick then, you know, we were talking about insomnia. Yeah, the brain like a chicken. We were talking yeah. about insomnia, right? Yes. Oh, and that's what it was. That's what it was, Matt. You got it. Yeah. 
So the reason I brought up the insomnia thing, I have a lot of clients who suffer from insomnia. And this, and this gentleman I had to, had to get hospitalized hasn't slept in like a week and a half. Oof. And, and that's another thing that will lead to depressed thoughts and feelings and suicidal ideations. Because I guarantee if you're not sleeping, if you go five, six days without sleeping, yeah. your thinking is not going to be right. No. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going to feel like crap. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. Um, so that's where the connection was because I'll throw the insomnia recording in for a freebie for this one because it kind of kind of fits into what we're talking about. You know how I work uh, in in finance and banking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I uh, sometimes when if I have a really good rapport with a client or a customer, mm-hmm. I'll hand them the rules and regulations and I'll say, "Hey, if you have trouble sleeping, read this. read these. <laughs> It'll put you right out." <laughs> and they said, "I ain't listening to you no more." <laughs> what is Regulation D D? Yeah, what is uh, E E? Yeah, read a textbook that'll that'll put you to sleep. Regulation Z Z. All right, so this episode is brought to you by Empower Your Mind for Success, a hypnotic guide. This is my new book that has been out for about a month and a half, and it really is kind of I I would kind of call this book a, a kind of a composite of a lot of the podcasts that we've done over the last year mm-hmm. year and a half or so. Now just over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the same ideas are in there, but really it is about empowering, changing your mindset, changing thinking habits that will lead to changes in behavior and help you be more successful, mm. whether that's personally, professionally, financially, wherever you want to apply this, you can apply all of these things to it. And in this book, in the last chapter, we talk about how hypnosis can play a huge role in changing those thought patterns. And in the book, there's a link to an actual download um, so, so you read the book, you read all the chapters, we get to that last chapter and there's a download that will be a, a, a hypnosis session covering everything that we just talked about in the book for you to help make those changes in your thinking. So yeah, um, pick up the book. I would appreciate it. Uh, and if you could, if you've read it and you love it, please leave a review because that's Amazon. They love reviews. Yes, the more do. reviews people give something, the more it gets recommended mm-hmm. to somebody else. So that helps me out. So yeah. Grab Empower Your Mind for Success, a hypnotic guide. That's who's sponsoring this episode. Even though that's me, I'm still sponsoring the episode. Hey, so got it, it all works together. It does. It does. So cool. I would appreciate that. Awesome. It's time for sure. our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. All right. So we had a 112-year-old this last We had a 112-year-old. Uh, this winner of the week is a plumber. Okay. Yeah. And he, he he's not winner of the week because he, you know, lays pipe. I mean, you know. <laughs> no. No. It's crazy. Don't shut me Just, up. Every time I think of, I think, every time Boy, plumber. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand uh, fast. You know, yeah. I, I grew up in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, but you go all the way back to SNL in the 70s. Right. And the Dan Aykroyd skit with uh-huh. the plumber crack. Yes. Uh, yep. It just, it's, yep. It's just plumber in, crack. embedded in my brain. So I'll, I'll read, I'll read the, the beginning of the story. Plumber Kev Crane's rendition of the talking heads burning down the house <laughs> actually brought down the house and landed him a record deal. Really? In July, Crane, 49, was singing along to the radio while working on a job in Leicestershire. Oh boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name. It's in England. Okay, Leicestershire. Leicestershire. Yeah, yeah. Leicestershire. Okay. England. The homeowner's name was Paul Connolly. 
launched an independent label, New Reality Records, just last year and was impressed by Crane's voice, he told the Washington Post. Crane set up a makeshift studio in his basement and has been recording original songs throughout the pandemic. He sent some of his demos to Connolly, who said he was struck by the songwriting and lyrics. Connolly asked Crane, Crane is the plumber, if he would be interested in releasing an album on New Reality Records which left the singing plumber gobsmacked. Gobsmacked. <laughs> gobsmacked. What a great term. I haven't heard that term. That that's goes along with um, Werther's candies. There you go. Yeah. They're a little throwbacks. I'll choke on a Werther's and say, I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> it's something you read about that happens to somebody else. You don't expect it to happen to you. Crane's album, Why Can't I Be You, was released in August. <laughs> So long story short, this guy's a plumber. He's working at this guy's house, who's a record, uh, uh, you know, a label record, yeah. uh, producer. Uh-huh. And he hears the guy singing while he's working and said, whoa, this guy's got a voice. And he's singing. And he signs him to his label uh-huh. and he releases an album. And he was singing Burning Down the House. He was singing Burning Down the little, House little by the Talking Bur- Heads. Little Bur- David Byrne yeah, action. Yeah, David Byrne action. Watch. I wonder if he had all the... Uh, yeah. yeah, he probably the had inflections and everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Probably is really but the, good. The name of the album is what? Why can't I be you? Why can't I be you? That's a throwback to the Cure. I was just, uh, Matt, you beat me to it. I was just going to say <laughs> that's a Cure song. Yes, it is. Yes. I, I wonder if that's something that I, I Why now can't I have to look. I be you. I I have to look this up now because I wonder if it's like. <laughs> well, he's saying that he wrote the, the lyrics in the music, so. Uh-huh. It's got to be just a coincidence that this title's well, the same. Yeah. Not, the not title like a remake. Okay. Yeah, it's not like a cover. maybe he did a cover. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. No, it's just the name of the album itself. Why can't I? I be thought you? the exact same thing. I immediately <laughs> thought about the Cure. Yep, yep. absolutely. Wow. So yeah, uh, Kev Crane, the singing plumber, gets a record deal after singing in a somebody else's bathroom. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Fixing pipes. What in blazes are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> so anyway, Kev Crane, winner of the week. That's how winning is done. Dave, you'll have to forgive me because yes. it's a DJ, weddings. You know. Oh, no. You, I, you I know am, your music. I'm cursed because uh-huh. I, I know just about every word to every song uh-huh. that comes on the radio yep. or on Pandora. I'll just start singing along because I just know the words. Yes, absolutely. Right. And that, that one, every, who doesn't know that one? Right. Well, <laughs> at some age. My, my son probably doesn't. No, probably not. He's, he's 19. I'm sure he doesn't. Know every that, every once in a while, I'll start singing Gene Vincent. <laughs> Well, and you probably go back like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of your parties, people want to hear like 50s and 60s stuff. I mean, mean, yeah. I'll start singing along to Glenn Miller. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. We we had friends over, speaking of music, a couple weekends ago, we had friends over just hanging out and I I had my my playlist on my phone playing through our, our, we have a... um, Portable speaker. Oh, fair it enough. Sits out well, on a Bluetooth our, speaker. Yeah, yeah, Bluetooth speaker sits yeah. on our deck because we play my play our music through it. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, um, one of my songs on my playlist is Procol Harum, and it was Whiter Shade of Pale, yeah. which you know the song. I do. And I just on my playlist because I like Procol Harum. I like a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so the song came out, and we realized that friends of ours that was their wedding song. Wow. He's like, you have this on your playlist. That's our wedding song. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Just out of the blue. So did they get up and dance to it? No, they didn't. Oh. So shout out, to, shout out to Jim and Barb. That yeah. that's their wedding song. All right. Yeah, they should dance to it next time. 
but yeah, it's it's funny that that <laughs> I because I, I don't know why, but um, they weren't like um, Procore Harem is not like a chart buster. No, I mean that, no. that was a big hit uh-huh. at the time, but it's not like they were you know selling out arenas and touring. Fair. But I I love the group. I yeah. thought that great unusual sound it's fantastic. So mm-hmm. you, you appreciate that because you're I do you're music. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's get into our subject this week because uh, we, we talked last episode about um, suicide and mm-hmm. people who are, might be suicidal and, and how to help them and what you need to do. Things to look out for. Things to look out for. And and eventually, if you have to make that call, because a lot of times if someone's suicidal, and, and you could, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like they're at imminent risk, sometimes it's necessary to call 911 mm-hmm. or have the person hospitalized. Correct. So let me tell you, and this could be this could be different. I'll get to the details in a minute. Let me let me show in general what this process is. Because again, I had to do that this week with a client of mine. Mm. He was again having difficulty sleeping, was having suicidal thoughts, and it went beyond that because now he was saying, "Well, this is how I would do it." So he was giving me more information as far as yeah, I've already thought about if I was. If I move forward, this this is the plan I have. Right. So at that point, I knew I needed to get him hospitalized. And luckily, um, because everything's totally telehealth right now, I was you know I was on on a telehealth session with him, and I said, listen, and 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 this is very with therapists. This is a very tricky. It's not tricky, but because you you've built a rapport with a client, and you you don't want to lose that rapport. But at the same time, you have to do something that that will make sure that he's safe, right. that the client is safe. So I told him, I said, listen, I feel it's best that let me call, get you in to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And of course, at that point, he started to back away, like not back away physically, but he was, he, he was a little bit resisting. He's like, oh, I, they're not going to help me. It's not going to work. And then he was freaking out a little bit. I said, listen, just trust me on this. Let me get you. Let's get you in the hospital. We can figure it out then. I'll, I'll know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes that's necessary or sometimes it's, it's a, it's a, a it, step that we have to do in the therapy setting and it's to tough keep to, someone safe. And it's tough to do. It is it's very tough. To it do is because you're, you're affecting someone's livelihood right. at that point. So for those of you out there who might have a family friend relative that, that might be a tough thing for you to do. You might think, Oh, they're going to be pissed at me if I do this. Uh-huh. But at the same time, sometimes you have to make that step to say, I, I, I need you to be safe. And if they're not going to do it willingly, sometimes that's sometimes you just have to make that call. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and, I, and I can't give you a, a black and white specific time. I think here's the thing. If you're if, if you have a fear that someone is in imminent danger and that, that's kind of the, the terminology we use in therapy. If somebody is in imminent danger, you need to take action. Mm-hmm. So based on that, what we're talking about this episode is what we call mandated reporting. People who have to report things by law. This is this is law. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is state by state basis. So so I'm, I'm a lot of this information is based on Michigan, but most states have a mandated reporting law. OK. OK. For those of you in other states and, and check those specifically. So I'm going to give you a list of people who are are mandated reporters based on their their Position? Career, position, licensure, whatever that is. All right. So physicians, physician assistants, nurses, dentists, dental hygienists, okay. law enforcement, medical examiner, audiologist. Audiologist. Yeah. Psychologist. Any member of the clergy. 
Right. That's a big one. Yes. School administrator. Absolutely. School counselor or teacher. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Regulated child care provider. Social worker. Licensed professional counselor. That That's my license. Okay. Marriage and family therapist. Uh, regulated child care provider. Licensed master social worker. That's an LMSW. Licensed bachelor social worker. Huh. Registered social service technician. Mm. Social service technician. Any person's license to provide emergency medical care. So that that that's a big list. And a couple of those were surprising to me, like an audiologist. Mm-hmm. I would not think that would be. So what a mandated reporter is, if if we, as a mandated reporter, have information that shows there's any type. And, and this mandated reporting I'm, I'm talking about right now applies to kids. Okay. Kids under the age of 18, minors. Gotcha. Okay. So we're required by law to report this for kids under 18 to Child Protective Services. And, and I'm going to go through a list of the things that we're, we're obligated to report. Okay. Child abuse or neglect. That's the general coverage of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so th- there's, there's a – here's some common indicators of what that would be. So anything that's re- physical abuse – Harm to a child, neglect, anything that would that would threaten the safety of a child, mm-hmm. we have to report by law. Um, so, things that that most professionals would notice or look for. Now, now, don't freak out, people, because if one of these things applies for whatever reason, it doesn't mean that you're you're you know you're going to get called out. Right. But like a pattern of bruises or scars, like over some time. Like if I have a client and he's constantly bruised every time he comes in and he's ten, mm-hmm. I'm going to start wondering about that. Sure. Um, uh, bruises or burns on a non-ambulating infant, an infant who, ha- who is not, doesn't have the ability to walk. Right. <clears throat> Multiple injuries in different stages of healing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, bruises on earlobes. Earlobes. That's an odd one, right? That is odd. Well, a lot of times parents will, will grab the, grab ear. the ears yeah. and, and thinking that, yeah. you know, it hurts for one. It'll, it'll, you know. It's like. The soap um, and the sock trick. Subdermal hemorrhage, which is which is really a bruise. Mm-hmm. Um, scapular fractures, rib fractures. See, a lot of these things, a lot of medical professionals might find, mm-hmm. like as far as fractures, because as as a as a therapist, I might not see that unless somebody said, "Oh, you know, my side's really hurt" or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, bite marks. Mm-hmm. Um, any injury not consistent with history provided by the adult or child. So. You know, somebody, I, I, something where it doesn't make sense how this right. injury happened. That's really what I'm, just to put that simply. Hmm. Uh, persistent hunger, stealing or hoarding food, abrupt dramatic weight change, persistent poor hygiene, untreated medical issues, hmm. ongoing lack of supervision, consistently inappropriate dress. So a lot of these, a lot of these things in and of themselves, except for the, the, the abuse things, but like you could say, you know, maybe a kid comes into my office, he's dressed like a clown. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just making up an right. odd example. All of a sudden he- That he, could be fun. He just decided he wanted to have fun today. Right. But if I see somebody, like if I see a kid in the wintertime and he always just has a t-shirt on mm-hmm. and he says to me something like, well, this is all I have. Right. That, that, so, so there's, so there are definitely some, some- as a therapist or as any mandated reporter, we, we have to dig a little more to find out exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So just know that any of those professions I listed in Michigan and in most other states, it would be the same. Any suspicion of, of abuse, neglect have to be reported. And if you don't report, that mandated reporter can be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. So if I knew of abuse of a child and I didn't report it, yeah. I could go to jail. Right. So just understand that that's for the safety of kids who unfortunately don't have a voice of their own right. or any way to defend themselves, let's say. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so there are, there have been instances in my 30 years in practicing where I've had to, I've had to call CPS. Um, I had one issue where, where, where a child told me consistently about his living arrangement at home, like his living area. Mm-hmm. And I come to find out that uh, really what it was, it was a hoarder house. Ooh. Like he didn't have a bedroom. He didn't have a bed. He didn't have a couch. He oh, slept on the floor. Goodness. Because there's nowhere else to, to there's no, no there other space else. available. So he ended up getting, you know, this was God, 20, 30 years ago. It was a long time ago um, when I was early in my practice. Um, but they, the CPS came in and took, took the kid away. And they said, you he can't go, he, you he cannot live back to that house until it's livable. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Um, I've, I've had to report parents for abuse I've, I've seen kids with bruises and cuts and things that were not not like child like um kids get kids get bruises and cuts all the time yeah you know they're, they're they're kids they play they jump they fall all those things but certain things you you and especially when when the kid will will kind of acknowledge it um sometimes they don't but sometimes they'll say oh yeah I'm a, yeah my mom grabs my arm i don't know mm-hmm. that they can that i don't want to get to specifics because you know that gets into confidentiality issues but um so just know that that all of those professions listed if they suspect child abuse we have to report it mm-hmm. and that typically will end up in a child uh an investigation by child protective services now the big thing is mandated reporters don't have to know for sure something happened they just have to suspect, suspect it and, yeah. and cps tells us report it we'll figure it out mm-hmm let us do the investigation. Don't hold back because you don't have the facts or you don't know for sure. If you suspect it, you have to report it. That's how it works. Hmm. So how does this f- now go into the, the area of somebody who is suicidal with your therapist? Hmm. Like I had a situation this past week. Mm-hmm. There is no, each state has specific laws regarding children for mandated reporting and um, seniors who are uh, unable to take care of themselves. Okay. So, so um, nursing home clients, um, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. You have to mandate any type of abuse that you see. With clients in a therapy setting, that's a little bit grayer area because there's, there's no state-specific requirements. This goes back to what your licensing um, requirements are, what, what the American Psychological Association of Ethics say. So, so this one's a little bit different, but the bottom line is that if you're seeing a therapist and they feel like you are in danger of hurting yourself or somebody else, they have to report it. Sure. Or have to take action to warn a party or to get you the, the assistance that you need. So in the case I had this week, I had somebody who I felt was in imminent danger of hurting themselves. So I had him admitted to the hospital. Right. I called 911, had somebody go mm-hmm. get him and take him to the hospital. Good. Um, so know that, and a lot of people use this argument and I've had clients say this before. They'll even say to me, well, I know that you're a mandated reporter, so I don't want to tell you certain things. Mm. And I say to them, well, listen, I appreciate that you, you, that you 
you know that I'm that. However, if you're not honest with me, I can't it's, help you. Right. And I'm not talking about like child child abuse issues mm-hmm. because that most people will not admit to that. Right. But but if somebody somebody says, "Well, I don't want to tell you I thought about suicide because you'll have me hospitalized." <laughs> But I tell them, not, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, I won't take action unless I think you're in imminent danger. Mm-hmm. And if I do, then I will take action, just right. so you know. And, I, and that's a conversation all therapists should have with their clients right off the bat in their first session to lay down those guidelines. Uh, Vicki Resba? Oh, Vicki, my sister, my other sister, my, old, my oldest sister. Oh, she says hi, Dave. Hey, Vicki. Hi, Vicki. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of, of uh, misunderstandings about mandated reporters, what exactly they do. So, in a nutshell, a mandated reporter, any suspicion of any type of child abuse or neglect has to be reported. Yes. We don't have a choice. In, an, in, a therapy, in a therapy session with a client and a therapist, that area is a little bit grayer. If a therapist feels like somebody is in danger of hurting themselves or someone else, then they have to report it. Or have to get the client right. to somewhere that they would be safe. Correct. Which I did in this case. Good for you. Um, and, 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 and the whole thing is, I, my goal is I want, I want my clients to get better. And if they're in crisis, I, I, I want them to get the help they need. And because we're an, we're an outpatient mental health facility, we see people for you know, 50, 55 minutes a week. So it's not that this, if somebody needs deeper, more in-depth treatment, mm-hmm. we have to get them somewhere else rather than just one session a week because apparently that's, that's not going to cut it, if, especially if they're in that situation they're in. Right. So hospitalization, even though people don't want to do that, that's sometimes the best way to get to a program or to another, another um, uh, source or another mm-hmm. resource that you can use to get better. And hopefully it grabs their attention. Well, that too. Yeah. And, and again, sometimes people need medication. That's always a possibility. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, I'm not super pro-medication. I don't say that's we should. In fact, my, my, my philosophy is medication should be a last resort, not mm-hmm. a first resort. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes people are in a depressed state and they do need medication. That's what it's made for. So hopefully when I get somebody to the hospital, now they have some some options as far as, okay, what program might be good? Or what, maybe the hospital will admit them to their psychiatric facility so that they can be evaluated and see what's going to be best for them. Hmm. So with mandated reporting, I guess the thing I want you to take away with this is that it all exists to protect people, whether it be a child who's abused, a senior citizen who's abused, or somebody who is suicidal or homicidal, mm-hmm. in danger of hurting themselves or somebody else. Um. So hopefully that gives you some insight as far as what mandated reporting is and who has to do it. Um, because a lot of people, there's some, I've, I've had questions on this from clients before. They just don't quite understand how it works. Mm. Um, and, and again, every state is different regarding, regarding specific laws and penalties. But the bottom line is every state has guidelines that say child abuse has to be reported. Child neglect has to be reported. Mm-hmm. And as a mental health professional, you have to, you, if somebody's in imminent danger, you have to take action. That's as simply as it can be. It's the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Because we want people to be, be, want people to be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, folks, that is mandated reporting. And uh, hopefully that gave you some insight, some help, maybe some questions. If you have any questions, reach out to me on social media. I can, I can answer whatever I can there. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yes, please. So in the meantime, folks, we are done. We are out of here. It are is we? Friday night. 
Oh. Matt and I are headed out well, somewhere. Well, for you and I, it's Friday night. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for yeah, for Matt and I, it's Friday night. For those of you out there, you might be a Tuesday or Thursday at some point, or yeah. maybe maybe it's a Sunday afternoon. Who knows when you're listening? But thanks for checking in, people. We will be back. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We will see you next time. Oh, quickly, uh, I have to give Kendra, my wife, credit. She gave she gave me the subject matter for today based on our office stuff that was going on in the last week. And I told her I would do that and I almost forgot. So thanks, Kendra. We'll give her the credit now. Appreciate it. All right. See you next time, folks.